Welcome to What the Bible Says, a Lugnuts Podcast Group production. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 20 of What the Bible Says, recorded on July 23rd, 2023. My name is Nick, and I have returned (laughs) to my right... Kenneth Devon Kramer, <coughs> the second. Hello. Across from me would normally sit Aiden. But Aiden is at a birthday party slash lunch thing. I don't actually know what it is. Anyways, mm-hmm. it's Zeke Jones. I am the former Nick. <coughs> Reverend Zeke Jones. Sorry. Reverend Zeke Jones. We are missing <laughs> Joe. Uh, we do want to wish Joe a very, uh, it's not very belated. It's just belated. Yeah. Belated 22nd birthday. Yeah, That Joe. was yesterday, so. Happy Ooh. birthday to Joe. Round of applause. And to my left sits the, sits the one <laughs> and only. <laughs> the honorable Steve Sits the, the, yeah. Steve. Stephen Dale Cox. All right, so if Zeke is a reverend, is he brave and clean also? Because brave, clean, and irreverent all go <laughs> together. I think uh, so. Sure. I had yeah, bad jokes all so. this morning. They just keep on coming. <laughs> Keep on uh, coming. Right. Yes. With that, that's, I've been, that's, that's yours, been without my wife <laughs> that's yours. for almost 48 hours. So who knows? Who knows All right, so we're going to go a little lighter today. We're going to have some pretty deep dives here lately. It doesn't mean it's uh, not as important of a topic. Um, a little more on the practical side, maybe. And I'll, I'll just start by reading an article that came up. It says, one of the hallmark characteristics of being a Christian is compassion. Jesus was the epitome of acting in a way that helped and cared for others. We are called to walk in his footsteps. Simple enough, or is it? In our world, there are a myriad of causes we can be kind-hearted towards. These include the poor, the undereducated, the abused, the oppressed, the homeless, the disabled, the unborn. Then there's the wider scope of life, endangered species, abused and homeless animals, and the environment. What about the social and political issues that rage across our media 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Where do we invest our God-honoring, where do we invest our time, effort, and and resources to be truly God-honoring followers? All right, so Hmm. just initially, what are you thinking about that topic? What's some of your just initial thoughts? And we're going to figure out what does the Bible have to say about charitable giving? Hmm. I think the initial thought that just comes to my head is just that it is it is hard to balance things sometimes in life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest things that a lot of people struggle with. I, I know myself, I struggle with it, especially during school when I have <laughs> five classes with five different essays at five different. It's like there is just like what on earth? And I think that's one of the hardest things is to know how to divvy up time um, and to remember like, the compassion that you mentioned mm-hmm. and to remember those things are still prevalent even in when I'm writing those many essays or mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're right, Nick. The busyness of life can kind of get in the way of uh, some of that. We need to remember that there are other people out there who are also busy and might need help. Mm-hmm. And that just because we are feeling stress or, or some strain due to stuff in our life doesn't mean that we can't make time for other people, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's why 2020 just felt so off. It's because normally our lives are super, super busy. 2020 just got no one was busy at all. 
which is why it felt awkward mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we had nothing to do. We had nothing to be busy about. Yeah. There was nothing. Yeah. We couldn't go anywhere. Well, I mean, you could, but you couldn't. Right. Um, so that's kind of why, to me, that's what kind of how it felt off and why it's like, mm, don't really talk about 2020 because, you know, it, there was no busyness. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, sometimes it feels like we skipped straight from 2019 to 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there was a year in there? Year in there. Yeah. yeah. So here's some general thoughts to begin with, then we're going to take a look at the Bible. It says this, Jesus did not build a poverty elimination system, mm. but he did build a prop poverty management system. Mm. You're always going to have the poor. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that whole idea of we're going to somehow going to feed the world <laughs> yeah. is, not, yeah. is not even you know, practical. Okay, so here's two just general principles I think our listeners can grab onto, and then we're going to go into the Bible for some more specifics. Principle number one, his instruction was to be generous and kind to the less fortunate. Okay, that's just a general big picture. And the second one I think is really important is this. His provisions gave those less fortunate opportunities to help themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's mm-hmm. think about that. I mean, I think we've all heard the phrase, you don't give a handout, you give a what? A hand up. A hand up. And so two principles here that we are to be generous and we are to be kind, but just giving people stuff isn't maybe in their their best interest. Okay? So what does the Bible say? Let's have some guidelines. So let's take a look at Proverbs chapter 3. We've got six different uh, verses, right? I spend a lot, you know, again, this is like, oh, you talk about, you know, a place we could go for like ever. You know, this is a topic, but I think so. What happened was the reason this, this even came to my mind is this past week, my um, son uh, Jeremy and Proverbs three twenty seven and twenty eight, and my grandson Andrew went to Chicago to Wrigley Field to go to a Cubs baseball game, and outside Cubs Wrigley Field was guys just begging. And Jeremy was there, and they're getting ready to go get something. He says, "Hey, man, can you go get me a hamburger or a cheeseburger?" And Jeremy got him a cheeseburger. And, and then uh, the one I talked to Nick and Kenny about before I came in, the guy down at an establishment in Plymouth uh, sits outside with a board, and he sits there and he goes, hey, uh, I'm, I'm just an old fart just looking for change so I can buy a beer. And he's the least honest about the whole thing. You know, I'm mm-hmm. almost inclined to give him money. Mm-hmm. As I, right. so, so anyway, so but the point is, is that when you see that, you know, there's that awkwardness of like, do I help? Do I not help? You know, what would be some good biblical, um, you know, direction or guidance? Because we should be generous as Christians, but we should just be giving our money away to everybody. All right, mm-hmm. so here's the, Proverbs 3. I'd be interested to see what these say in you guys' versions. 3, 27 and 28. Who'd like to read that one? Oh, uh, we'll just start here and go this way. Okay. About cool. that. Yep. When it is in your power, don't withhold good from the one to whom it belongs. Don't say to your neighbor, go away, come back later, I'll give it tomorrow, okay. when it is there with you. Um, Kenny, why don't you read yours too? I'm, I want to hear, because this is a key, kind of like going to set the tone for everything else here. Nick, what was that? That was the... We all have CSB in here. You this all have all CSB. CSB. All right, yep. all right. So, <laughs> uh, so mine says this, do not withhold good from those who deserve it. Okay, You're, what did you guys say? From whom it belongs. Right. Um, the point here is, in, in the King James, it says, to those who it is due. <clears throat> so the question that you have to say is, who deserves help? Okay, 
Because that's what the passage is saying. Let's read again. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it. So you now have to say, well, who is deserving of, of the good? Uh, especially when it's in your power to act. Verse 28, don't say, come back later. I'll give it to you tomorrow. Because again, we talked about this morning in the message this morning, that's Satan's main tactic. And you always have tomorrow. So that's the principle here is, how do we figure out who deserves help? Right. So let's stop right there and say, how do you guys figure out who deserves help? Not a right or wrong answer. Just just being gut on is just being very organic here because so, this is a, again the tension mm-hmm. that we that we. I mean, sometimes don't you have the tension when you're at, go by Walmart and they got the Salvation Army guy out there ringing the bell? You go, all right, I guess I mm-hmm. got to put a buck in or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like if you walk by, like you're going to get struck by lightning or <laughs> God's watching you. <laughs> <laughs> so so just when you when you see that, how would you serve, how do I determine that? Yeah, that's a person I should help or nah, I don't know. And then we're going to take a look. At, at some specifics on who that might be. Yeah. So I just want well, to say shout out, actually. Uh, Teen Pact, great organization. Look into it. But uh, when I went this year, we every year has a topic, right, that we that we talk about. And alumni that go to this organization, it's like a week-long class. on. It's a faith-based government kind of class. It's, it's really cool looking. Look anyway, but alumni have to write an essay on a certain topic. And this year's topic was homelessness. Hmm. So I did a lot of research. I actually wrote two essays, one on the government's role and one on the church's role in, uh, in helping homeless people. And something that kind of stood out to me is that sometimes you don't know if they're going to take that money and buy food for their family or take that money and buy, go buy drugs, right? right? You just don't know. So I think something that we can maybe do more actively is when you see people Help them, obviously, but mm-hmm. uh, go find good organizations that are faith-based that you know are helping people and go spend time. Go donate money or uh, even better, just find people that need help that are making an active change. Maybe they have struggled with addiction, but they're trying to get into some program or they are in some program. Find people like that who are actively trying to make a difference in their lives mm-hmm. uh, because that money is less likely to go towards something bad like alcohol, drugs, et cetera. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Anybody else? That's a pretty you know, comprehensive answer there, actually. Anything yeah. you guys going to add to that? I think, <clears throat> I think the one thing that comes to my mind specifically is I always hear when people, when people are saying, oh, well, like, you know, I could give to them, but like, like Zeke said, mm-hmm. they're just going to spend it on drugs. They're just going to spend it on stuff. And I hear people, the, the solution to that is, well, I'll go buy you food. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they're like, well, I don't want food, then it's like, okay, well, then I'm not going to buy anything for you. That's a hard thing for me because mm-hmm. not the not the food thing. <laughs> the hard thing for me is the idea that if someone says they are in need, I'm supposed to judge whether or not they are actually in need. Mm-hmm. Like, I am not a judge. I'm, in fact, I'm a very poor judge. God says that a lot mm-hmm. in, you know, throughout the whole Bible. But I think that that's a, that's a problem. And I, I think if you're giving generously – it's a hard it's a hard thing because it, one you obviously you don't want to fuel an addiction you mm-hmm. don't want to fuel something that is just causing someone to spiral down in their life mm-hmm. and stray further from god but i'm also not here to judge you i'm not here to say well i don't know you might be a drug addict i don't think i can right. give you 20 bucks sorry i don't think i can you know you mm-hmm. just look a little too sketchy for me it's like that that's a very fine line to walk and it's a it's a hard one i mean mm-hmm. it's incredibly hard but i think it's the idea of giving generously <laughs> Uh, for me is just 
and the other thing too is you can pray for that money you give them mm-hmm. like crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you give that to them. You may never see that person again, but you can just pray that that money would have an effect in their life mm-hmm. um, that would draw them closer to God, whether that be, I guess, good or bad. Right. So, yep. No, I, I agree. I, sometimes, you know, I have a tendency to lean more on the grace side. And that's why some people say, now, again, if you know it's, if you know it's being used poorly, then you say, okay, I'm not going to give there. But to me, that's what I often tell people. Well, how do you know it's not being spent on whatever? And the answer is, listen, that's not my pile. Mm-hmm. You know, my pile is to be a wise steward of the money God's given me. But in the grand scheme of things, that's God's going to take care of that, you know. And so, so anyway, so again, you're right. It's not, it's not an easy one to uh, to do that. So let's take a look. The Bible does give us some specifics as far as there are d- definite people that we should be taking care of. James chapter one, uh, verse twenty-seven, and and again, these are. These are no-brainers, but it's just a reminder of, say, okay, well, who should we be taking care of? Who would like to say, right, Kenny? You want to go ahead and, Kenny, you want to read that for me, please? Mm-hmm. Pure and undefiled religion before God the Father is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and keep them... Uh, and to keep oneself uh, unsustained from the world. Right. Okay. And so, very specifically, it says who? Orphans and widows. You mm-hmm. know, if, you know, that's why in our ministry, you know, we want to uh, make sure our widows are being taken care of. And the, and the big guys went out and did a marvelous job in a yard. You know, and you say, why did you guys do that? Well, part of the reason was, and it's not that the you know the widow, we won't say any names here, <clears throat> was incapable. Mm-hmm. You know, she could have gone out and hired it done. But uh, so anyway, but so that, that was the whole idea of she was a widow who needs, um, you know, a special care. Um, you know, last night I got a chance to take my mother-in-law to uh, the show, this production that Addie was in. And it was kind of fun. You know, I didn't think it was going to be a drag. It was a date with my mother-in-law, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's a widow. Mm-hmm. And she bought Dairy Queen afterwards. Awesome. There you, there you go. go. Awesome. You you know, go. I didn't know that I didn't know that ahead of time. I did not know ahead of time. So Okay. Anyway, so just let's just put that out. No there for ill the intent. Record. You had no ill intent in You your know, yeah, taking care taking advantage of the widows. <laughs> uh, I'll take you anywhere for a daily bar. <laughs> that's an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does don't, sound like an addiction. Don't fuel a daily bar addiction <laughs> that's it. So uh widows and orphans. Break there. You know, in our in our church we've got several folks who uh do foster care and and uh, and so uh, again, you know, I don't want to go real real deep into this, but I think this is you know if you're talking about well, who are some of the people we need to be keeping an eye on? Um, those would be some folks. Mm-hmm. Questions or comments about that? Anything going on with that? All right, second simple. one is in First Timothy five eight. In very familiar section of scripture here. We're going to let uh, Reverend Zeke, who is brave, clean, <laughs> and a reverend. <laughs> I love that joke. It's good. First it's Timothy 5.8. Nobody right. else will. But, <laughs> but if anyone does not provide for his own family, especially for his own household, he is denied the faith and is worse than and is worse than an unbeliever. Okay, so now, does this like get really hard? Oh, boy. Yeah. It's one thing to take care of widows. Another thing to take care of people in your family. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people in your family are there because of poor decision-making, whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay? So, 
Um, let's interact with that one a little bit here. So I think that that is very harsh, but also deserved. Because if you're not providing for your own, so first of all, we're charged to take care of orphans and widows mm-hmm. that are presumably, but not always, outside our family. Mm-hmm. But they're people in the community and are and are, um, in the church family that we're supposed to take care of. We're supposed to provide for those people, right? But oftentimes they're also not our actual family. You can't do that if you're not taking care of your actual family. Mm-hmm. And so not only are you... Uh, Kind of by default, not following that other one in James about taking care of the orphans and widows, mm-hmm. which is, according to God, true religion, right? Right. True, true religion before God the Father is this to, you know. Uh, but you're not even taking care of your own family. See how so easy it is to like break into really a sermon bad, if right? you're a reverend? <laughs> <laughs> you had yeah. a sermon going there, Rev. You really yeah, right, did. So, you yeah, preach I'll, it, I'll take the offering. I'll that's, just that's, wrap that's this up. Yeah. No, no, you're fine, dude. You're going good. Yeah, I'll wrap it up real quick here, but like, you, you can't fulfill that other commandment if you're not even taking care of your own family not to mention like if you're the head of your household if you're a man who's supposed to provide for his family there's no one else to provide for your wife and your kids Mm -hmm. like you are the person who's supposed to provide for your family and you're not even doing that now i think this doesn't quite apply to people who are unable to provide for their family because of like conditions or like you know physical issues like injuries that's different but i think this this is definitely more talking about like people who have the ability and aren't so this is this is pretty harsh but i think it's pretty well deserved Mm. well it's almost the flip side too Mm -hmm. if you're taking care of orphans and widows but you're not taking care of your family then you need to get your house in order Mm -hmm. because the first thing the first people you should be taking care of is your is your own household Mm -hmm. before you even Mm -hmm. consider helping orphans and widows Mm -hmm. yeah no it's strong language i think it's it's actually (laughs) I, I, with a class that I took at Cedarville this past semester, we studied through both the Timothys and Titus. Mm-hmm. Um, and this verse is one of the most like blatantly strong language that Paul uses where he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, oh yeah. Like, by the way, if you don't do this, you're an unbeliever. Like you are, you're worse than an unbeliever if you can't do this. And it's like, Whoa, dude! Where did that come from? Like, for rest of Tim First Timothy is pretty chill. Not that it's like not not that it's like right. Not that it's like easy to do. Obviously, I mean a lot of the qualifications for deacons and all that. But it's like, whoa! Like, you're calling a man who claims to be a Christian all of a sudden not taking care of his own family. He's just not a believer right. if he doesn't do this. And it's like, okay. And this is it's a verse that trips right. trips a lot of people up. Um, and honestly, this is a weird thing that I've observed about people. But some people find it easier to take care of others in their own family. Mm. And that's a very weird thing, I think. And I don't know where it comes from. It also might be a Midwest thing. So, but anyways, that's that's kind of the observation. But it's very, I mean, even the in my commentary says the strong language in this verse indicates that provision for one's household is a spiritual responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, let's go to First John chapter 3 because Nick, you kind of segued into another area, a final area. First John 3:17 Cuz again we're stepping outside of the family here. Hmm. And were we back to you Nick? Reed? Yeah, we are. Okay. Yep, 17 you said, right? Yep, 3:17. All right, First John 3:17. If anyone has this world's goods and sees a fellow believer in need but withholds compassion from him, how does God's love reside in him? Yeah, fellow believers. You know, take care of each other. You know, you talk about your own personal family, but also taking care of those within the family of God as well. 
and, and again, I love our ministry and how we take care of people and all the, you know, the meal trains that go out and all the hospital calls and, and, and uh, those types of things. But uh, again, just another area of you, just, you just kind of start thinking, well, who are some of the really, you know, who's down and out, who could really use some help? Um, that ought to be the church ought to be a, a sanctuary, a safe place mm-hmm. for folks where they can get some help. The problem is many times people need help, uh, but, you know, their pride gets in the way mm-hmm. and they don't receive help. So mm-hmm. comments on that one? That was pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. It's another just, I think it's just one of those blanket, blatant statements that the Bible makes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who shouldn't get help? Let's go take a look at Second Thessalonians. We're passing out money here left and right. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving out Chick-fil-A cards. Anybody who just comes walking by? Nope. There is a group of people. You guys know who this group is. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians? Or Second Thessalonians. Thank you very much. Went to Second Thessalonians 3.10. Uh, I'm in 2.10. That verse made no sense in 2.10. <laughs> Who'd like to read 3.10? Kenny, you're up to you. Mm-hmm. In fact, when we were with you, this is what we commanded you, which is what we commanded you. If anyone isn't willing to work, he should not eat. Right. Okay. And so there's that. Now, again, that becomes hard because do you know that person who's wants that cheeseburger, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so anyway, so I think, but, but that, you know, again, <coughs> excuse me, it's pretty strong language. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, what part of that do you not understand? Okay, and, and I think that's part of, of, not, you know, of the problem we live in today. We just live in a very entitled world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants something for... Everyone wants... Kenny, what did I tell you this morning? What did I tell you from the Age of Opportunity study? Remember what I said to you while we were standing there? Everyone wants maximum rewards with minimum no, effort. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Well, isn't it? We all want some for nothing, right? Oh, absolutely. Right. I want some for nothing. <laughs> yeah. You want to give me lunch for free? I don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah, I'll take, you know, so, in a, you know, in essence, but if it's that mindset, it's almost like a mindset that you owe me. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, so anybody other well, I like the, on that one? I like the commentary down here, too, for sure. verse 10. Mm-hmm. It says, Christian charity is to be directed at true need, not artificial need created by irresponsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to read the same thing if you didn't, <laughs> so there you go. So, yeah, that kind of reminds me. Uh, history class. Uh, everyone likes talking about the idea of socialism and or communism, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that this may be a little bit a little bit further from uh, from the topic, right? But uh, I th- don't – no one get upset at me who's listening because I haven't gone over this history in a while, right? So Plymouth Colony, I think, they, they kind of implemented a form of socialism, communism, where everyone worked and everyone got food distribution from the fields. Issue with that is people realized they could work less. Uh, and eventually no food was getting planted, no one was eating, and no one was doing the work. So every, they, they started to starve, actually. And uh, they, were, they, were, they started praying about it and studying the Bible. And they came across this verse, if anyone isn't willing to work, he should not eat. So they implemented the rule. They kind of got rid of that, gave everyone their own fields and said, if you're not going to work, you're not going to eat. And the colony turned around near instantly. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yeah. Okay, all right, so let's circle back to Proverbs 21.13, and we will end with this. Is it Zeke? 
Yeah. It's Proverbs 31. 31. Proverbs 31. 31. 13. Sounds like your GPS thing. Yeah, you know? I know. Sometimes <laughs> the guys, US, 30, US 31. <laughs> Proverbs 21. 21. 13. 21. 21. Ah, so you, you, you put 21 and 13 together and you got 13. 13. <laughs> 13. <laughs> so I invented a new number, you know, on the podcast right there. Okay. All of a sudden, poof. <laughs> and on the eighth day, God said, let there be 13. <laughs> <laughs> and there was. And it was good. And there was night and day, as the Reverend Zeke got ready to read. <laughs> All right, uh, twenty one. Starting to wake up. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> uh, the one who shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will himself also cry out and not be answered. Ooh, what's that verse saying? Uh, you better help the poor. Watch out. <laughs> okay, why though? Uh, because you'll also become poor. Okay, could be point. shoes on the other foot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know it says be really careful. You know, this is, I just wrote down the golden rule here. Mm-hmm. Treat other people like you like to be treated. You know, you may be the one who's got plenty right now. You know, Paul said, I've learned to be, you know, I got plenty, I'm in need, whatever. Um, and so at some point in time, shoe might be on the other mm-hmm. foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I heard it put as, we are blessed to bless. Mm-hmm. This was uh, from a, I don't remember what it was from. It's a podcast. Listen to at some point. Anyways, um, was the musical we did. I thought I was about ready to say we're blessed to bless again. Oh, yeah, you guys did do that, didn't <laughs> you? That's yeah, the, that's the, that's the yeah, Samaritan. But I was, <laughs> I was just listening. It was from it was from a it was from a podcast they were doing on the Psalms, and it's about I think it was Psalm thirty-seven or thirty-eight, but it's talking about how like that Psalm is like yeah like we we want like bless these people blessed us, but the guy was talking about how when you are blessed by the lord that blessing is not to be for you it's actually meant to be for the people around you the people that mm-hmm. are in the church or in your family that need something so the principle of pay it forward mm-hmm. yeah exactly exactly so hey good chat hope it's uh, helpful when you get out there and think about who do you help as always go to the bible and see what the bible has to say for nick kenny Reverend Zeke, I don't Reverend know. Reverend <laughs> Zeke, who did take a bath before he came. He's yeah, brave, yeah, clean, <laughs> and a reverend. That's Steve. Don't forget, Jesus loves you and so, so do we. we. Hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you did, you should go check out the rest of our episodes on our website at ccflugnutspodcast.com. You can also listen to us wherever you find your podcasts. Follow us on our Facebook and Instagram pages by searching the Lugnuts Podcast Group. Thanks for listening, and remember, Jesus loves you, and so do we. we.